Hello and welcome to Fumble Podcast 37 where Purple Chest, Arrested Development and myself talk through various things including snotlings and lots of things on Fumble, but please be aware we were extremely tired. This podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk Hello and welcome to the Fumble Podcast. Can't remember which number it is because it's kind of all rolled into one. Oh, late thirties now, aren't we? Somewhere, something half. like that, aren't we? But anyway, I have PC with me. Good evening, everybody. Hello, uh, and Arrested morning. Development. Hey. So, um, how are you both? It's been a while, hasn't it? We've all been kind of hankered in, or I'm out working, or you're doing things, and it's all been a bit crazy. But we've got quite a lot to discuss, so this is probably going to be quite a long episode. So I, I don't know what day it is. I don't know no, what day it is. Time has ceased to have much meaning. Um, it's well, currently for it. me and you, Dave. It's it's eleven thirty p.m. on Sunday evening. Is it? Is it really? I I uh, yeah. I suppose I did know it was Sunday. And but Thursday, Friday, I genuinely got confused. In a game of fumble, someone came on Discord and said, "Are we ready?" And I said, well, I will be in 24 hours. And they went, no, no, today is Thursday. <laughs> and for some reason, I'd, I'd convinced myself it was Wednesday all morning. Oh, about, and that's what, happening to me a lot. So Yeah, same here. What about you, Graham? What time is it where you are? It is half past 12 on Monday. Ah. Oh, yeah, you'll be one hour ahead. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, good. The Eurozone. So we have got a shed load of... Blood Bowl, Fumble, things to discuss and talk about and let you lot know what's been going on and what is to come. If there were such things as dice, it would be a whole bag full of dice full of things to discuss. It would be. It would be. Right, Dave, I want to start with you, actually. Hello. Because last time we spoke, you were about to embark on uh, a BB2 thing called Blitzpit. Yes, occasionally I do cheat on Fumble with a little bit of Blood Bowl 2. Uh, as well as tabletop, because, you know, blood bowls, blood bowl. Um, and I'd been invited to this thing called the Blitz Pit, hadn't I? Yes, that's um, right. Which, yes, which I decided I'd do because I couldn't really think of a good reason to do it. It was way too fast for me. I'm a client I'm not particularly good with. Was it one-minute turns? One-minute turns, yeah. I mean, although they, they blood bowl 2 is a bit funny with that. It's not as You can manipulate it a little bit, can't you? There's lots of ways of manipulating that. Yeah. Lots of little um, sort of 15-second dialogue windows that mean you can actually sort of do some thinking and extend that easily out to certainly a couple of minutes. Um, I did run out of time in a couple of turns, and a couple of turns I was really pressured towards the end of the turn and made a couple of stupid moves because of it. But in the main, actually, I think I coped reasonably well with the time. Um, I don't think I... I don't know. I mean, Graham saw a couple of games. I, I don't think the time seemed to massively change how I would play, except one or two turns I did badly. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I I expected it to go really badly. I mean, it was double elimination, so I thought, well, at least I'll get two games in. (laughs) Give it a go and see how it works. Um, And I sort of won it. Hey, well done, well done. As a surprise to the others, or... Because I I guess you were a bit of a... I think as a surprise to everyone. I mean, I I thought it would be a major shock. I thought I'd be hugely underrated. Um, But weirdly, Jimmy Fantastic, um, a, a notable... Twitch, uh, Blood Bowl 2 guy, uh, ex-fumbler and lovely chap. Um, he had apparently tipped me to go reasonably far in it, so I guess it wasn't that much of a surprise to some people. It was a surprise as hell to me. I didn't expect to go anywhere. Yeah, well, well done. Yeah. Well done. 
we all had reservations on the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and it was a slightly weird build. It's it's not something I've ever seen done before. So you had teams of sort of fourteen, fifteen hundred knocking it out against each other in a resurrection format. Oh, it's quite high TV, really. You were able to build quite a decent team and then put you know sort of eight, ten, twelve skills on it, including wow. some doubles and you know players with two skills and things. So, so it was all all very very interesting in terms of how we built. I assume as champion you'll be returning to defend your title if possible. Uh, I have been asked to go back for Blitz Pit 6, I think it is next. Um, and I have cleared it with the wife to have another tilt at that one. But it's a different set of rules. This time it's much more traditional NAF builds. It's too much away. Um, and yeah, there's 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 a, a crowd assembling for that. So um, we'll see. I'll, I'll have another go. But yeah, it was fascinating. I really expected to do very badly. I don't know how many people watch it on Twitch. Oh, obviously quite a lot. There's about, I would say, an average of 200 to 300 over the weekend. Across wow. various channels. Wow. Okay, yeah, so it gets, it gets even more people then than a fumble game, a big fumble game. Um, but, you know, that doesn't bother me. I'm not new to people watching as I play. And it was it was challenging. It was quite stressful, I have to say. It was genuinely quite, probably the most tired I've been after a weekend of Blood Bowl. And that includes going somewhere live and playing it. Um, and there's a, a schedule you have to stick to. And because of, you know, internet and things, that's a bit more worrying, I suppose, than actually just being somewhere and rocking up. Yeah, well, things can go wrong, can't they? And as I did lose a game, um, yeah. so I came through the losers half to win, which meant I had to play seven games in total, which is is quite a lot of you know high peak blood bowl. It's not just the um, the greater total that does you. It's um, when you get to the actual final final, you play three games, I believe, that day, whereas yeah. the winners bracket only plays two and has an hour's break in between. It was my third game in a row, whereas he'd played one, had a break, and then played the final. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, well done. Well done, well done. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was, it was fun to do. Really another, challenging. Another uh, notch it, on the bedpost, as it were? I suppose so, yeah. It really went quite, I mean, quite well. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes next time. If I lose two and I'm out, then that's, you know. Tis what it That's is. Fine. That is what it is. But the, but that time, it lightning struck. It all went well for me. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned Jimmy. Fantastic. I'd just like to mention Jimmy uh, myself because I uh, played kind of uh, six, seven turns against Jimmy the other day, and I think we all get to a place sometimes where we've we're just blood bowled out. Yeah. And I think Jimmy was at that place. Bless him. So if you're listening, Jimmy, this is a heartfelt shout out. Um, yeah, because, much much love from the Fumble podcast. Yeah. yeah, and we we all know where and well how we get to that place. Um, so yeah, just it was just a bit of a. I think he'd had enough. And yeah, that's that's over in um, K Fog's TSD, yeah, TSD. which we're. I think I've got one game left of that in this round too, and I've still got a vague chance of making the playoffs. Um, I mean, to be fair to Jimmy, he's been playing board, but in not great circumstances for quite a while now, so. Yeah, and that's yeah, fair enough. And do you know what? He's had some, he's had some challenges there. Uh, I mean, Calcium in exactly the same league, I think, yeah. has had the same problem and has, has bowed out for similar reasons. And we wish uh, them both well. Absolutely. So, um, so that's that's pretty much the only Blood Bowl I've played, I think. TST. Did I have a game? Uh, well, I mean, the, it was weirdly that the Blitz Pit, as I said, was quite tiring. And then the day after, I, um, I had an XFL High Elf final to play. Uh, had a brawl semi-final to play and a Whitehall League where I'm in the Premiership and competing for the top to play. 
So the next day was three tough Blood Bowl games as well. Um, I actually managed to win the XFL High Elf game, which was cool. Um, So I've got two XFLs this season. Despite not liking them. Yeah, I just, I, it's not really for me, but occasionally I drop something in and see how it goes. I did really, really well against Stings, which is probably the best high off team around in the final. Um, so I got some quite lucky dice and managed to neutralize his big threats. He had lots of very strong players, and I managed to get them mostly off the pitch or neutralized, and, uh, and then obviously out elfing with what was left. So that all went very well. I haven't been doing a lot of trophy, though. Um, I just felt a bit blood-bowled out with all of the things I had committed to. Uh, I also was in the Ulthuan Invitational, uh, reached the finals there, and got through to the quarterfinals, where I came up against, um, well, Claude Patrol. What do you say about them? Uh, yeah, because the, it's the final next, isn't it? Well, yeah, they, they got through me in the quarterfinals. They then faced Toro with his huge dwarf team in the, in the semifinals. And romped through them as well. They are a enormous, an enormous chaos team, yeah, uh, featuring a strength seven claw block minotaur, uh, and that's just <laughs> that's just the tip of a very, very awful iceberg. Trust me. I mean, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? It's massive. yeah, and the coach is quite handy as well, which is always a bit of a downside. Sometimes you see an amazing team and think, ah, it's okay, you won't be able to use it properly. No, Bot knows not exactly what he's doing, particularly with that team. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want a strength eight blitz? Well, I mean, do you even need it? You can just <laughs> stand still and hit at strength seven. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, it's got, and then if, if that's not going to get you, then there's the two strength five chaos blocker. Both have tentacles, um, which will also, you know, literally cause you problems. Uh, the juggernaut claw. Beastman Runner is out for the final, uh, which is obviously a huge miss. But there's just strength and mighty blow and block and dodge. Yeah, and the uh, ball carrier's got all over the, as well. So all over that team, uh, as well as this appalling Minotaur, which just is almost unstoppable. I hit it several times, didn't manage to take it out. Uh, and to be honest, you know, he he did play better than me and deserved to beat me in the quarterfinal. But I slightly rude a decision I took in turn seven to try and stall for the full turn eight score, uh, having been really lucky to get to that position. Um, and the dice went his way and the, the stall failed, so he turned me over and stopped me scoring and then scored fairly easily on his second drive. So, um, yeah, wasn't to be. Uh, he's now in the final. Although what he can do in the final, I don't know. It's up against another Chaos team called A Tripper's Diary, this time coached by Pyrigin. Um So, again, you know, Decent coach, uh, Graham. Um, he certainly knows how to build a team. Do you see any hope for a Tripper's Diary? There's always hope. I mean, he did play quite a few teams on his way through who you would look at the teams and say that he was definitely the dog in the game. And then he got the high roll or he simply had an opponent not use his team to the full capability. Sure. So it's a, it's a brilliant day, build. It's a He's one-off got- game. He's got a lot of agility. That's, that's three agility, point. four chaos blockers. So basically, three three vampires there. Yeah. Um, and he's got quite interesting builds. One of them is a strip baller yeah. with short hands, his ball carrier. Uh, another one is a tackling claw, and another one is a blodging mighty blow. So, you know, there, there's there's some interesting things there. I don't see anything that says it's going to eat a, a strength seven minotaur alive. But there'll be a whole wadge of inducements, no doubt, as well. 
it should be a cracking final and hopefully for once two chaos teams go at each other and we see huge piles of blood and yeah, a couple of two uh, yeah, so if, you, if you're interested in watching the final, um, usually finals like that, they will give a date. So just keep an eye on the Fumble main page, and I'm sure that will come up at some point. Absolutely. But and in other major news, of course. Yeah, we've got the grotty little tournament coming up soon. Do. It doesn't seem long since we were talking about that last time, to be fair. <laughs> um, it's it, To be honest, it's probably my favourite. Yeah, I like it. Uh, as yeah. always, there's a, a variety of different ways in. I think we should probably go over the um, brackets and the actual way of entering because there's been quite a few people on Discord asking, you know, what qualifier can I actually get into or am I allowed to apply to more than one, which is, of course, not the case. But No, no, you drop one application into one group um, and you hope that there's space in that group and that you're big enough or that you qualify for that group. So the four groups, uh, the first one is, is very simple. It's just based on the highest TV. So the highest TV teams will get in. So that will have four qualifiers, I presume, uh, full of teams from either ranked or black box that have simply the very highest TV, from the biggest to the smallest until they are full. Um, so that's nice and simple. The next one is based on the age of the team. Uh, the suggestion is at least 80-plus games. Um that's and, been upgraded from 40 games because we've now got several teams. I personally think it should really be around 100, to be quite honest, but it's probably too far to jump up. Well, 80 is still quite a lot. Um, and I think that's then, it's based on how old the teams are. That if you yeah, get how many games played. Now, the third category is an interesting one. Uh, it's actually something I invented uh, many, many moons ago to make an interesting category for this specific tournament. I invented the term forlorn race. To mean any race that hadn't yet won a fumble uh, major. Hmm. It's been slightly retconned, uh, which we did a little bit with Ogres early on, because Ogres won an o a major with 11 Ogres. Now, obviously, that's just not possible anymore. Um, so whether one can say that the Ogre race has won a major, I would suggest it hasn't. But also, Amazon's last won a, a major, I mean, back when you had to hand crank computers, wasn't it? 2004 or 2003. It was one yeah. of the very first majors on Fumble that they won. So again, can we really say they're not a forlorn race? You know, they've been waiting a long old time. I mean, they're like, if you're a British football fan, they're like Tottenham Hotspur, remembering the one glory year uh, and pretending in some way that it will come back or is their due. So basically the forlorn category is the races that are yet to win a major on Fumble or haven't won one for a really, really long time. So it's advised that if you do enter one of these races, um, that's a good category to enter because it often doesn't fill and because hence some of the really competitive races aren't going to be there. But it does mean you will only face teams from these other races during the qualifier. So if yeah, you are... Within that, the stunties also get their own qualifier. Yes, they do. There's another route for stunties, which we'll come to in a minute. So the forlorn races for 2020 are Chaos Pact or Chaos Renegade, uh, Goblins, Halflings, Kemri, Norse, Slan, Underworld, Ogres, and Amazons. Uh, now, we've lost loads from that list in the last few years. Um, Lizardmen were there for a very long time, and then they disappeared. Vampires were there similarly an enormous amount of time and went. Any you think really should still be forlorn but aren't on there? I mean, how, how long is it since Undead have won? 
Uh, not that long, actually, because Brainsaw won it. The Wheel of Chaos with Undead. Okay. And you're actually looking... I mean, humans are actually probably in before Undead. Yeah, there's a good shout. And what will be next off the list? Um, it's got to be Kemri or Norse, hasn't it? But then I didn't think vampires would win one. Oh, the problem with uh, both of those teams is when they get into the actual main bracket, they've got problems. Yeah, so perhaps it's a slam team. You can build a slam team that's capable like vampires of just... Slam are running out of time. Yes, well, there's a yes. We'll come to that another time. How they may not have a future on Fumble, but uh, <laughs> that's a long and bitey story, which I suspect would take up more time than we've got for it. So then there's a fourth set of qualifiers. Now the fourth one is called the speciality qualifiers. So you can apply if you want one of the following four routes in: <sighs> one for high CR qualifiers over 165 coach rating. So that's I mean that's that's a reasonably high rating. Um, it is. One ranked qualifier. I qualify just woo. One blank black box qualifier for black box teams only. And then a <coughs> gauntlet qualifier, which is open to anyone. Um, and that's usually the one that has all the uh, uh, stunty teams in it. Yes. So really, I mean, go and have a read, decide which way to go in, pick your one route to apply uh, that you think the team you want to go with has the best way of getting in with. And give it a go. It's it's a great competition. It is good fun, that one. And the prizes are fun. Yeah, the prizes are always fun. So that's uh, that's going to be taking up a lot of the, the future, I'd have thought. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll keep an eye on that one. I don't Hopefully. know. I mean, there's a huge number of people on, fum- on Fumble at the moment, uh, largely due to the lockdown. But of course, at the same time, we've got uh, a lot of those are returning or are new. Will they have the big teams? I mean, one that will. Uh, we talked about it just before we came on and uh, decided to do the recording. But one that definitely will, of course, is Random Oracle. He's still got to have a big team knocking around in the basement, hasn't he? You'd think so, but his uh, box teams aren't that big anymore. And the perennial terror of the box, Chuck versus Blood Bowl, is rather beat up at the moment. Oh, well, that's a shame. He does have a 2190 Elven Union ranked team. Yeah, it would be lovely to see him back in with anything, really, to be honest. It's just nice to see any name come back that people are, are going to have heard of and that are are or were well-known and are decent coaches and, you know, nice to have on the site. Um, Chuck versus Blood Bowl was certainly the terror of the box for a long, long time, and you can see why. It's a chaos-chosen team with 250 wins to 50 draws and 40 or five losses. It's It was powerful, it was fantastic, and it dominated. Uh, won some majors and destroyed lots of teams along the way. Mm. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, well, hopefully we might see that happen. We just do not know. Um, what about the uh, NAF Live stuff, the NAF Live stuff that's been going on as well? Uh, I wasn't well, able been... to compete in the first one, which I won. Yeah, how did that go? How did yeah, it go? I won. Yeah, yeah, I won it. Yeah. yeah. Did you, though? Well, in Americans, yeah. I was going to say, because I've looked at, at, at the Europeans, because you're European, aren't you, Mark, I think? I looked at the Europeans. There were two two groups, and you didn't seem to be top of either. So. No, but I was in the Americans. So it just doesn't, you know, doesn't really matter, does it? It's... What the Americans don't well, really matter. No, it just doesn't matter which one you're in, as long as you win it. Surely. Are you implying that the the Americans were easier? No, 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 not at all. Oh, okay. All. Um, no, look, it's cracking to see NAF Live come to Fumble. Of course, it is. Um, you know, we, we we're not able to meet up and play Blood Bowl with people, so the people that like to play tournaments, um, we can try and create some aspects of that by having a live event. 
over two days on Fumble, and that's what NAF Live is all about. So I think there's going to be some one-day events coming soon, which I think is going to be more to some people's tastes. Um, but yeah, you, you sit down to a schedule, you play your game, and then it's a Swiss system like it would be in an ordinary tournament, and hence you play your second or your third game, and then you come back the next day and play games four, five, and six. I've taken part in... I think there's been two, hasn't there? Or has uh, there been three? I think there's been th- three. I want to say three. I want to say three. Yeah, I want to say three. I don't think I did the second one. The one based on the Australian rules. Yeah, because the think, le- yeah, most recent one the, was... That's um, right. So they've been every two weeks. Uh, the first one uh, was was great. Um, I came away with a horrible record. I was in America with you, wasn't I? And I did 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And I had some of the worst dice I think I've ever had in a series of six games. Um, and I think 2-2-2 two, two, two was, was incredible considering the dice I was facing. I thought I did really well to get that. Um, possibly my worst ever result in a tournament. Uh, I didn't do the second one. I had a, a life commitment, but that apparently went very well with some very interesting rules based on um, tiering very, very unusual, wasn't it? Uh, the second one based on the Australian rules because it was tiered based on who had won it in the past. Oh, I don't know. I didn't really see it. I was busy. That were won it in the past were notably underpowered compared to ones that hadn't. Uh, leaving a couple of you know very good teams looking like really good bets for it. Uh, and then I did the third one, which uh, happened recently. And again, I didn't do particularly well. I got two wins, three draws, and a loss. And again, amongst a flurry of just horrid dice at times. But they've been really fun events. They're really well attended. I think we had 150 people for one of the European ones. Uh, divided across three different tournaments because that's just so many. Um, and then Australia and, and Europe each kicking in with about a third the number each time, I think. So, yeah, really a load of people rolling dice all at the same time across a weekend on Fumble. A huge live event. People were streaming it on Twitch. We did some commentary on it once. I think it's been really, really good news. And uh, and long may Fumble continue to provide a home for any that need it. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to participate more, but I don't have weekends at the minute. Well, my weekends are Tuesday and Wednesday, so it doesn't really work. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, something else I've seen, Fumble-related, is on the Discord channel, there's this little section called Hobby that's appeared. Have you seen it? I, yeah. I have noticed it's there. Um, Graham, have you, you spotted it? Yeah, of course. Um, Christopher added it because he was filling up himself mostly to be honest at one point main chat with uh, his progression in painting and his everlasting progression in buying miniatures when yes. um, he decided that there was enough of this um, flow of pictures basically to have its own channel and other people have been contributing now as well and there's actually some really nice examples of painting and my favourite of all picture of all of it is Bean Belly's uh cardboard cut off the titanic <laughs> it's so funny although i i quite liked the skeleton team that the skeleton vampires appealed to me too because i'm sorry they're lego vampires yes but yeah. i do love a good lego team as we all know um look i think it's great the, the fumble discord is really active again because fumble's really active uh, it's not the only new thing we've spawned so again it was across main chat but also across our little um podcast channel we were getting a lot of pictures of miniatures but then we were also getting quite a lot of talk about cycling which is if anyone knows me is massively inappropriate there is no way i would be seen outdoors on a bicycle Uh, i do have an indoors cycling machine and i find it embarrassing enough to climb up on that thing without falling off um so he's now created a a sub discord for fumbles cycling called 
uh, I believe, off topic. Although oh, yeah, it seems I can see it now. About cycling. Almost entirely about cycling. Um, and then, because lots of humble people cycle. And then also, as you said, the hobby channel, which is great. In some ways, it's nice they've got somewhere to go. <laughs> and as always, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wonderfully patronising about the hobby side of the hobby. I mean, I can't say anything because uh, I love painting. I just haven't had time to do any. Yeah, and every time there's something new, I go and have a look and I go, oh, actually, I quite like that. That's really nice. So even, I guess, I'm mellowing in my old age. Yeah, it's almost inspired me to buy an earbrush, to be honest. Oh, yeah, the earbrushes <laughs> look cool, don't they? Although the cycling channel, I still think the only cycling I'll be doing is in the black box with the zombies. Boom, boom. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, each to their own, and I think you can't. Well, hobby is part of the game, isn't it? In a sense, it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's part of the the world of Blood Bowl. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, to, to me, they're always going to be pieces, but you know, I, I still like to have pretty pieces. I was going to ask you a question, actually. There was something. So, since we'd last did a podcast, um, Games Workshop have released another team. They have snotlings, and we haven't talked about it yet. So this is all fresh. We yeah. haven't even had like a little behind-the-scenes no, chat about it. Don't know what I think, and we neither of us know what Graham thinks. Or I, I prepared to put out some strong predictions. To be honest, I'm I would put money on the fact that Graham knowing what we think already, without even talking about it. Of course. Uh, now, actually, I um, I did a little bit of research on this uh, back when they first came out and threw it up on the on our podcast channel. So I'm just scrolling back to that well let me let me summarize my thoughts uh, okay. very quickly uh, i love the models i think they're they're really good hilarious would be fun to paint uh, did we need a new team mm, i'd rather have the other ones first um i don't know another stunty team brilliant but yet again i, I presume we'll just get the snotlings and then we'll have to pay for the uh are they pump wagons whatever they are yeah um no. separately no, not true. Not true? No, I can dismiss that massively oh, already. Oh, do it, because I haven't get... into anything. Okay, so the picture shows you what you get, um, but there was a specifically, and it doesn't show the pump wagon, so lots of people felt exactly the same. So the official picture and the official release, uh, I'm just pulling up the details we've got, because, uh, as I said, I did some research on what everyone was saying and what had been found out. So... <sighs> There are two fungus throwers, two fungus hoppers, two stilty runners, one pump wagon, uh, and zero to 16 snotlings. And we also know some definites on some of that. But my theory and would the be that the pump wagon can... is definitely in with the... So the sprues are basically going to have eight snotlings, the stilty runners, the fungus hopper, and the fungus thrower on them. And then there's going to be a single pump wagon in with each. What you're not going to get is the two trolls that are supposedly suggested to be um, uh, allowed on the t on the field at the same time. Right. Do you think then? Let's have a think about how this is going to work. So the t trolls, obviously, if there are trolls, how many how many pump wagons? One or two? One. I think it's going to be one pump wagon. No, not in the box. I mean on the roster. On the roster as well. Do you think that? I think it would be two. Graham, what do you reckon? Um, I'm not that sure. It could be zero to two. It could be zero to one. I, I'm more interested in seeing how many players they're actually allowed to field. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Um, yes, there is an interesting thing that says they will be able to have more players on the field than other teams. So quite what exactly that means uh, is open to open to interpretation. I mean, there used to be a rule, a rule called swarming, didn't there? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember the exact rule specifics on that? I can't remember the exact specifics, but I know it was a die roll for every snotling swarm that you had. And then it was, I think it, it might have been a D3 or maybe the D6, I can't remember which. It was probably the D3, though, and for each swarm you had, you rolled a D3, and then the number you got was the actual number of snotlings that took the field. Right. So, yeah, you just ended up with an amount. I have a vague recollection of that, actually. It makes my brain hurt, but, yeah. Hmm. We can only only ponder, can't we, really, at the moment? Similar to the old rule in uh, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Battle as well, where the number of wounds a snotling swarm had was rather randomised to represent the random number of snotlings in the swarm. Mm. But I actually think the team looks really nice. It looks very characterful, it looks like it'll be fun to paint, and it looks like it was a good business idea for Games Workshop to release because it's certainly a team that's going to appeal to people who want to paint minis. Yeah, I think it's going yeah, to sell. I think it's, I think it's going definitely. to sell loads and loads, and I think that's pretty much all that we care about. Yeah, I think it's going to be firmly tier three. Yeah, possibly the worst of tier three. Possibly not. We'll see. But with the new positionals and rules for ogres, goblins, and halflings, I think it will be firmly the worst, unless there's something amazing. I, I, in the yeah, position. I mean, I think it's designed to be. I mean, they've yeah. said in some of the fluff that if you thought goblins and halflings were difficult, you know, get ready for snotlings. Yeah. Although, you know, they are giving them... I mean, uh, your basic snotling, apparently, is 5135 dodge, stunty, right stuff, titchy, and whatever swarming ends up being. Um, so it might mean that the minute it's off the pitch, another one can immediately replace it. That's one suggestion. Or it might mean they get more than 11 on in the first place. That's certainly hinted at by what was said in the in the Warhammer TV stream. Uh, supposedly zero to two trolls. Um, that's a, still a big guess. We don't know that for certain, but there is lots of artwork showing trolls throwing them. So that still seems to be something that's going on. And again, it is mentioned in the fluff that they get thrown. So that seems to make sense. Um, one pump wagon does seem confirmed, according to all the rumours. It's going to be strength five, move five, uh, AD eight, uh, and it will be a secret weapon. Um I don't know that it'll have a ball and chain skill or move like one. No, it, it does sound rather worthless, though, to be honest. It sounds terrible to me. Um, and then there's the Stilty Runners. Now, those we don't know much about, except that they've said they, you know, the, the figure is on stilts, and they've said they're going to be a little faster than a Snotling. Um, in fact, I think they said ever so slightly faster. So, I mean, what, maybe one move more? Or perhaps sprint or something. Very I, I maybe. Oh, would it be? I guess it wouldn't be very long legs because a snotling on stilts would just be normal size. And then, I mean, very long legs just doesn't give any advantage to speed. It, it only gives advantages to intercepting. Oh, yeah, I understand and landing, that. I understand that. But leaps. we all know that Games Workshop don't put skills on for a. No, that's true. Always and then zero. The, uh, and most then up to throwers, which are presumably going to be some form of bombardier type action i mean like the pie chucker i'd have thought just a bomb but yeah possibly i mean who knows we can only speculate we can only speculate. I, I, i'm not sure they sound that terrible it's a bit um, i always find games workshop announcements are a bit like boris johnson's <laughs> <laughs> i 
I'm sure someone in Black Box will find out a way to min-max them horrifically and make them look all right. <laughs> well, I just think with I think I think Titchy is at times it just gives you I don't know. It, I can see some people doing some really creatively mad things with them. Yes, the strength one is going to limit them hugely. Well, we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We will. We will. But um, it, you know, it's exciting. I mean, as the is, is it the right race to release? I, I think for making money, yes. I think they've gone down hugely well. No one seems to have raged against them. If they're planning to launch a new race into the the ecosphere of Blood Bowl, then launching one in at the bottom isn't going to upset anyone, is it? Because it's not going to frighten anyone's no, tearing. It's, yeah. it's not going to upset the power dynamic at all if you launch in at the bottom. And if you consider the things they were looking at on the app released ones, which we have discussed before, so um, yeah. if you haven't caught up, there were some ones released on a Blood Bowl app that weren't even semi-official. They were just, if you've got miniatures in your box and you fancy giving these a go, here are four rosters you could give a go. But it, a Games Workshop may see their IP as valuable and possible expansion. So there was another dwarf team with a Slayer build team, which allowed them to sort of give you a frenzy idea uh, without calling it, obviously, corn, which will never appear. And then there was uh, another rat-type team, because the Skaven are hugely popular. So that was based on the Pestilence rat yeah. clan. Savage orcs, and then there was it? a sort of go at Bretonians called uh, Posh Humans, or Noble Humans, which had a fair amount of fending in. Uh, but for some reason, it allowed you to have two ogres, weirdly. Two ogres and blitzes that started with guard as well as... Uh, yeah, it was... He comes with the ability to effectively thing. carry his own bribes. It was horrifically broken. It was incredibly broken. Um, and then also the final one was a Savage Orc team, which was another go at the Frenzy concept. And Games Workshop has always had Orcs and Savage Orcs. So again, that's another area. I mean, someone was asking on the forums, you know, if there was a new team brought in, where would it be? And I think Savage Orcs would be a place that, that I'd be surprised if Games Workshop did clear off forever. I think mm. that's something they can feel is, is very much a them thing. I think there's a lot of things they can do with well, Orcs in like, general, to be honest. There's a huge amount of fluff around Orcs that they haven't really went into in Blood Bowl at all. So that would be yeah. interesting. An easy area for them to expand and a popular area, an area that I think would sell. Lots of people like Greenskins. It's they got do. good. Um, I quite like orcs. Good fluff around it. Um, yeah. So that was snotlings. I mean, they came up and. So snotlings. Yeah. Kind of, they're on the back burner a little bit at the minute, aren't they? We'll see. Well, what I mean, happens uh, when they presumably, come presumably we'll get a, a spike and a set of snotlings. I mean, the plastic will come because it's. I mean, it presumably on order. Back with Corona. Yes. Yeah. yeah but it, it does mean they are on their way. Um, okay. So you hear dark rumours because whilst we may be getting new teams, I I've heard we might even lose a team or two from our established rosters. Mm. Tell us, tell us. Well, I did hear some dark. I mean, I mean, as we all know, there are the sort of NAF official ones that are, are never going to be uh, re Games Workshop, but there may be some others that just never get that that Games Workshop seal of approval again. Um, for example, where are Amazons in the Games Workshop world? Yeah, that's been something that's been mentioned in Soto Voices, or rather loudly in one case, which may or may not have been intentional. But you have to look at Amazons and think, they do disturb a lot of things rules-wise, but more importantly, their fluff isn't that great, and they're inherently sexist. In the modern world, is there really a place for Amazons? And if GW are thinking about their sort of 
brand going forward in that sense, it would make sense to just quietly shuffle them aside. Yes, I mean, notably, even the, the beer moth that is uh, Games Workshop's Total War Warhammer crossover, um, they, they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at that game, and yet there's never been a sniff of Amazon's suggestion for a race there. Uh, despite the fact that they've done the jungles of Lustria with lots of lizard men uh, and everything else that you'd especially, you know, if you're a Warhammer nerd, expect to be in Lustria. But the one thing you might expect to be there is some Amazons, and there was not a hint. We've also seen with the ogres, we had the, the ogress mini sort of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that shows that GW could be potentially making sort of female miniatures for teams, which then sort of ex exaggerates yeah, the why should that having be an entire... a female team is in itself actually a sexist thing. I mean, we've already had teams, I mean, witch elves have existed since yeah. dark elves, have, well, not since dark elves have existed, but they've existed a long time. Um, and so we've already had female players on teams. Um, but yeah, so is, is there really a place in 2020 for an all-female team? Um, maybe not. Who knows? That, I mean, that's a whole massive conversation, isn't it, in a sense? And of course, um, you know, Games Workshop have previous. So the other one that is always permanently under the, uh, the chopping block is, of course, traditional undead. Yeah. Because Games Workshop have tried to kill them before. They have, but there's always the question with undead. I mean... Because, let's face it, everyone in the last X amount of rule sets for um, Blood Bowl has hated Kemri. So there's always the temptation of, yes, Undead was supposed to split into Necromantic and Kemri, and this never happened. And Vampire. Yeah, and, and Vampire. But then we look at the um, roasters we've got now, and Kemri have been nerfed quite heavily in successive rule sets and through the vault. And even now, people... I mean, I really like Kemri, but a lot of people hate them. Hate to play them or hate to face them? Both. Oh, I, 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 I think both. Is anyone really worried about facing Kemri? I don't like facing Kemri. Well, I mean, by the time they've the got their between team guardians about skilled it and not up, you like have it. answers skilled up. And before their tomb guardians are skilled up, just ignore the stupid, slow, not very hitty things. Yeah. And if you have trouble, just sit there and think, well, this is this is rough, but in 30 games, I'll see you when you've got, you know, still skillless Tomb Guardians because they've been murdered by Clawmouth Blow. Yes. <laughs> and because Decay is just the worst. Decay runs Weeping Dagger close, doesn't it, for just worst skill currently in the game. I think it still is the worst skill. I mean... If you look at what it does, it destroys one team and it actually makes Nurgle more TV efficient than they should be. Yeah. Yeah, it kills off the, the Nurgle player that you don't want them to kill off. I mean, it's just ridiculous. If, you, if you're going to put Decay on and not having it on every Nurgle player is absurd. It would give them a real difference from Chaos. It would put Chaos back at the top of the bashing tree because they'd have the stick ability Nurgle didn't. <laughs> And I'm very, very old. I mean, you know, I always say I'm, I'm probably older than most countries, but younger than most mountains. And uh, I remember when Nurgle were first introduced in a white dwarf as a joke team. And the whole joke was, can you get to win the game before they fall apart? Because the yeah. Nurgle team wasn't designed to last the game, let alone 60 games and then be dominant. And I just feel we've completely got away from what Nurgle is. It should be really high risk reward, but fall apart. Almost like vampires, you know, can you win the game before there's just not enough left? Yeah, an hour before Nurgle's rot Rotters was a joke team. With a great now, big guy, but still a joke team. Yeah, but now, of course, they are 
they are the terror. They are they outbash chaos because their well, region I, is so much I, than Bothry. I do feel that's still largely in part the fact we don't have a seasonal rebuy on Fumble. I think if we did, you'd find chaos would be much, much better than Nurgle simply due to TV efficiency. Yes, I think you're right. Um, and also, I mean, I, I do like that with, with very little addition, you've got strength for blitzing across the board on Chaos. Yeah. And even without tackle, that can solve a lot of problems. It gives you a lot of safety cover. Um, but yes, I, I have long lamented the state of Nurgle and the fact that they're dominant. But then we live in a game where elves are temporary. Yeah, well, everything's temporary. Isn't than eternal, There's nothing permanent so. in the world of Blood Bowl. No, but nothing more so than a wood elf. And yet, if you look back to the original Tolkien fluff, you know, these are eternal beings that never die, except on a Blood Bowl pitch where they break a nail and then refuse to ever play again. Yeah, well, hey, I was going to ask you about. But Snotlings, I mean, I, I guess it's exciting. Are you excited about Snotlings? You're a painter. You must. Uh, love yes. the idea of whacking your paint rush around their little tiny feet. When I get time, I will. I'll, I am going to get a box of them and paint them up. Um, or, uh, but yeah, I, I will, I've still got an underworld team to paint, and the rest of my goblins. Um, but at the minute, I just haven't got time. But yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? It is. Twenty twenty wall of cool. Mm. Have we got time to talk about that today? Oh, I, I don't think I don't think I've done quite the work I want to do it yet, and I, I want fine. time to outrage you all with it. But it is coming. We can so do, do feel free to pop into the podcast channel, yeah, and make your bid. Um, if it's too complex, I'll just get bored. So just tell me one race you think is super cool, and one race is super uncool, and why. And I will consider when I mull where is going where on the 2020 wall of cool because I think the world has changed. And the real world has changed as well as the Blood Bowl world has changed. And what is cool right now is not what was cool a few years ago, uh, with a couple of key exceptions. Yeah. Well, we can certainly have a look at it, can't we? There's going to be absolutely no reason why we can't. So do what Dave suggested. Get on the old Discord, and we'll go from there. Give us some suggestions to kick us off, and I will draw up a war of cool, because it's, uh, it's on my mind. But I think Snotlings are going to come in certainly very high on that, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Surely. I think they're going Until to people cool. find out how to turn them into a cheesy abuse tool, which no doubt will happen. Um, I just want to ask if uh, anyone's got any shout-outs while we're on it. Well, I wanted to talk about the Black Box Trophy. Are we, well, yeah, are we let's going do there? That or because... I missed that. Yeah, no, let's do that. And I do have a key shout-out I want to do, but I really want to yeah, talk about and the Black Box Trophy. But... And then what we'll do is... Um... I mean, there's so much going on at the moment, it's really hard to think we're covering it all. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, the Black Box Trophy has been thrilling. I mean, personally, I haven't been able to be that active in it with lots of other commitments um, and things going on. But, uh, I mean, I am I am so yesterday's news. Our little gang that was all on 85 and a half <laughs> is still there. It's, um, it's like, but we're now we're all sharing fifth. Yeah. So, first of all, Juiced went shoring up, uh, zooming up past us, and he took the top spot uh, fairly briefly because then uh, he had four racial leads and lost one, I think, pretty much instantly. Uh, or Malmere finished another run, and Malmere went back top for a, a, a week or so. And then Malmere was, lost one of his race leads or something, and Juiced is back top. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been left, right, and centre. And then we've had a couple of uh, newish players to me. I've, I've Certainly JB, I'm aware of. Store, I have to say, is an entirely new name to me. So we're going to turn to Graham for that in a sec. Yes, Store's um, from Blood Bowl too. And over there, he's rather famous for running halflings all the time. That's what right. he tends to do. So it was actually a delight to see him come to Fumble and use Tier 1. Fantastic. Because, as you can see from the board, he can play. 
Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Clearly, he can play some Blood Bowl. Um, so he's he's smashed in with an eighty nine point five, uh, yeah. taking racial leads in halflings, uh, with a sixteen and a half point score out of twenty five. So that's still a little under fifty percent. Uh, once you take the bonus two and a half points off that, that's fourteen out of. Oh no, so it isn't. It's it's over fifty percent, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a, that's a decent run with, with Halflings. Anytime you're over 50%, you're doing well. His Goblins, he got the Goblin racial lead, but thankfully he didn't take it away from me. He only tied it with me. Yeah, he was a little disappointed about that. Um, I've got to say, he did not actually plan his races for the box trophy at all. He just picked the races he likes playing. Didn't right. make at all. Didn't think too hard about the roasters and... He obviously he has a point unspent, doesn't he? He picked um, two three-point teams and two zero-point teams. Yeah, and he also had no idea how the black box scheduler worked, so <laughs> was not did not know what he was in for on flings and goblins, and has missed his stars from Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl two immensely. Right, but still, I think his Wood Elf record is. Um, yeah, so then the two other races he did uh, he did rats, and he got twenty-two points out of twenty-five there, which is a, a very, very competitive, very solid score. And then he did Wood Elves. My goodness, did he ever do Wood Elves? Just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So in his 25 games, he has scored 26.5 points. He got 23 wins, two draws, and no losses. His final game was a draw. Yeah, it was a... So he, was, he went into the final game with 23 wins and a draw. Yeah. I mean, wow. Annie was disappointed to uh, draw the final game, but he effectively had, in his last seven or so, playing almost the same opponent for quite a few of the games, and his opponent was playing heavy Kaz hunting, fouling, so on. So as the games wore on, he had less and less of a team. And when he got the final game, he went into it obviously looking to win, and was getting Kazd off the pitch and scraped a draw in the final two turns despite being blitzed with hardly anything left and having to rely on a war dancer minus two die to open up the ball to get it back after being blitzed and turned over effectively before he could even make a play on the ball. Well, he's clearly a fantastic player, so he's incredibly welcome on Fumble, and I shall. Uh, I haven't managed to catch his games or play him yet, but I'm yeah, sure that will happen he's one He's started his second run now as well. I've just been noticing that. Uh, and so far, he's got 12 points from 12 games with Norse. Yeah. And obviously, that's two. That's a bonus point in there. So that means that he's either got two draws or a loss. It's uh, he's got two wins from two with Underworld, two wins from two with Kemri, and two wins from two with Pro Elves. So I suspect this might end up quite a competitive score too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he now knows the box as well, so I would expect to see a slightly different game plan on these teams and... Obviously, as well, he knows the box trophy and he's picked at least two of those races, which, shall we say, are suited to being low TV. Absolutely. So he's uh, he's definitely after a competitive run in it. And then also, I mean, we're talking about him on 89.5, which is a cracking score. It's good enough for third at the moment. But we also had someone drop in just ahead of the 85.5 crew on 86.5, which is JB. Yeah. And JB's basically returned to Fumble after a huge break, mostly plays tabletop these days. And he took the Dark Elf ratio pretty comfortably. Yeah, uh, it's still gettable to me. 23 points out of 25 games. Remember, that's a two and a half point bonus in there. I think that's still beatable, but it's a very good score. Yeah, it's beatable, but it was quite a far, quite a bit ahead of what was previously there. 
and that's his sort of I would say speciality race because if you check its history on Fumble, he used to play Dark Elves all the time, right? Black Box and ranked. So he's put up a very competitive mark there. Uh, his uh, is that yeah, Kemri twenty one and a half out of twenty five is a good solid score. Undead twenty one and a half out of twenty five gets the racial lead. Not a hugely popular race, Undead in this. Um, so I suspect that may last. Uh, and 16 points out of 25 with Goblins, which is, is pretty yeah. decent too. It's quite strong. Um, the Undead is actually quite interesting because over the last few box trophies, Undead have been a really good points return for the investment. But obviously, at three points, it's a big investment. Yes, you need to absolutely know what you're doing if you're going to put three points into a team usually and expect a competitive score. Um, you... for even a point less that's that's a couple of games you can afford to lose and still be out on the money yeah and the other thing with Undead is despite the fact they are perhaps the excellence of uh, low TV bash or bash hybrid play if you do have the odd game where you lose the ghouls or you have mummies knocked out for the next game yeah. you're in a hell of a lot of trouble yeah that, that can be a really tough game to try and get a win out of no matter what TV it drops you to you just don't have the effective pieces. So, yeah, there's been a lot of action over in the trophy, um, and that's been great. It's been great to see lots of new names in, loads of people. We have, just haven't got time to mention how many people have been completing the 100. We've even got people, um, we've had someone call, come in. Hasn't he got the name yet? Mr. Quarantine. Yeah. So there's someone with a second account for sure. Oh, no, um, it's not. Is it not? Uh, okay. It's how do someone... you know these things? Because I spoke to him in chat, and he happens to be <laughs> someone who left Fumble quite some time ago, but he still plays tabletop, and with his tabletop league shut down, he's come over to Fumble. Yeah, we've got a lot of tabletop players that have joined us. We've got the whole uh, water bowl crew who have moved over. Yeah. There's lots and lots and lots. So yeah, Black Box Trophy is kicking it large at the moment. Absolutely so rocking still it, got, with loads of names that you just don't recognise. Still got plenty but of time. Then- I've still got 48 games to play. Yeah, I mean, there's, if you, if you really want to, I mean, start a, a run from now, you've still got 143 days from the time that we're recording this to do it. So you're still at less than a game a day, less than seven a week. You know, five a week will probably still pretty much get you there. Um, it, it's very doable. Um, I've got a squad that I, I'm not that interested in, to be honest, but I may well finish off a third run just for the hell of it for a couple of races that I didn't really know and I just want to explore. I've done a few games with them. With my ogres and my underworld, I'm yeah, not finding the love yet. I was going to ask: Is is this the the hated ogres you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, I yes, and, and weirdly they're sort of going all right. I just I still don't love them. <laughs> I just I, I just Can love you ever the learn fact, to love an ogre. Uh, I love the fact that Purple Chest decides finally to give the ogre plunge with the black box scheduler being a bit of a mess due to disposable, and a week after he makes the team, Krista fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> well it's all about who you know right indeed uh, well I wouldn't know which was good or bad for me um, I just I want to give them a go I suppose like vampires I sort of feel it's a debt I owe to the world of Blood Bowl to play a bit of that and see what happens yeah well you don't know I don't expect this try. run to be competitive this, you know, this run for me is all about and you know the trophy doesn't have to be about those up at the top it's also about just learning races about playing a range of teams about seeing what you can do across different... Because it, it's really hard to end up with four teams that are all the same with the way that the points have been put in for this mm. season. Uh, I think there's just a great challenge there to be had. And my third run is all about learning two new races for me. Um, and there's also an element of endurance, isn't there, really, as well? Oh, definitely. 
I mean, once you get up into the 95 games, getting those last five done can sometimes, with a yeah. team that may be completely broken in pieces. I still feel the actual original spirit of the Black Box trophy has been diluted a bit by making it more accessible, but it still remains effectively a good gauntlet of um, mental stress, effectively. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the first season 200 we set out on? Yeah. 200 250, wasn't it? No, it was 200 games That's across right. five teams, 40 each, no restarts, right. and the tierings were very, very different, which reflected the fact that some of the races you could pick would be very good at high TV and some of them very good at low TV. And then there was also the simple fact that this forces you to play 10 games outside of the rookie protection. Well, I mean, at 40, the 40 games a team, it was 25 games outside, wasn't it? Yeah, no, but I mean, 10 games per team outside of rookie protection, because when you're inside 30 games, you have a effective TV cap on the gap you can play. Yeah, but it still starts diminishing after 15, so it, it's still... It does, but it's still controllable. I mean... Nowhere near as safe. Yeah, and that in itself is a big, big change. It yeah. also encourages the use of cover teams and so on, but I think I, I think this is a subject I could wax lyrical on for about an hour, so I'm not really going to do it right now. Oh, we can save it for another segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually... I always wondered if maybe I'd invented cover teams by mistake, and then when I mentioned them to Graham, he went, oh, no, there's already 30 people doing that. <laughs> people have been doing that since the dawn of box, to be quite honest, as soon as the yeah, left. Every time I think, oh, I've been evil and thought of something, I'm never quite as evil as it seems quite a lot of other people are. I remember someone mentioning to me about Blood Bowl 2 live stream sniping. <laughs> the minute they explained it, I thought, yeah, of course that's a thing. Why is that? I don't know what that is. Basically, if someone's live streaming, you you watch and you wait till they're, as I understand it, then you you wait till they're about to spin, and then you pick your team that is the perfect counter to what they're spinning. Oh, uh. so you're you're trying, you're deliberately trying to spin into the person streaming, and you're basically picking them. Right. It should it should be pointed out. It's very rare because, to be quite frank, with the standard of playing Blood Bowl two, if you pick a game against a streamer, you're probably making things much more difficult for yourself than you're. Yeah, I'd have, exactly. I'd have thought the opposite. I'd have thought people would watch the streams and spin at times when those guys are playing. Well, that's one of the key strategies to qualification for a lot of people. They avoid the streamers. Yeah. Surely not all of the streamers are, are that good. <laughs> It's I'm talking about a, sh- a-, a shout-out. I didn't, I didn't get to watch much of the Blitz pit um, because I was playing in it. <coughs> but I did watch back about half an hour of commentary of the final because I wanted to see about a, a move I sort of remembered doing wrong, and I was right, I did do it wrong. Um, and I really thought Rick Reckless uh, gives good commentary. I, th- I like his upbeat style, and he really says what he sees. Yeah, Rick's got a really good, healthy attitude to the game, and it's something that I think a lot of people could learn from. Yeah, there's a lot of streamers that are really negative, and I get why. If you play Blood Bowl in public and people taunting your every mistake and, you know, 100 people watching everything you do and watching your facial expression as you do it, I get how that gets really pressuring and difficult. And Blood Bowl's a really unfair game. So they're going to see you in some difficult moments emotionally. But Rick, it doesn't seem to bother him. He, he laughs it off, keeps going, and has a good laugh with it. Yeah, that's what he needs to do, isn't it? Um, just while we're on BB2, I did say... Uh, I would give a quick shout out and this will lead us nicely on to the shout out that you would like to do um, for TRBBL TRBBL they're just about to start their season 6 
uh, which is a bit like Rebel, but like a million times better. So if you're interested, have a look on BB2. Cool. Um, but yeah, let's go to your shout out. I want to talk about just a little unsung hero of um, of our world of fumble uh, and a man I happen to deeply, deeply love and think is just a great human being. He absolutely um, is. Lately, you and I have been doing some work, uh, all three of us actually, have been doing some work over in the 145 Club just to keep it, it running along. Oh, let me, I don't really do anything. I'll be honest. Well, I, I probably occasionally pop in. But... Pop in. Um, and it's a great place for new players either to blood bowl or particularly to fumble who are trying to pick up the client or pick up the game. To meet others the same, play them at a similar level in a less competitive way, get some good advice, chat, make friendships, all that sort of good stuff. And someone who quietly just keeps doing the do there and has been for years, as well as running tournaments and never making a fuss about anything, is a guy called Dalfort. Uh, and to me, he's one of the greats of fumble. He's amazing. Dow's always been around, he's always helped out, and he's always, well, not always, but 90% of the time kept a cheerful attitude, even as yeah. everything's falling around, the, about uh, when everything's falling down around him. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, he loves uh, his blood bowl, he's a, a positive, helpful, nice man. He's been in. He's been involved with one four five since because I took it over from Coda just to keep it alive, and I think I must have done it for about twelve months. But he was always there in the background, picking up the slack or doing things when I couldn't do them, and he's continued that relentlessly. Yeah. And he's like you say, he's just an unsung hero. I've got so much time for the guy. Yeah, me too. I, I've never seen him be harsh or, or horrible about anyone. I've never seen him be unpleasant. Um, I mean, we all get, you know, moods because of dice and things. We all have tough days at Blood Bowl. But I think he's just a, a, a good person to have around the site. And he doesn't do anything showy. He doesn't get, I think, a lot of praise or press for it. I don't think he's going to win Fumbler of the Year for it. But I think, you know, he's the sort of person without which Fumble would be just a much poorer place. So that was my shout-out this episode. Yeah, well done. I completely do, do agree. Um, well, look, we've been chewing the cud for an hour. Do I get a show? Oh, sorry, Graham, yeah. But you don't have yeah. to shout me out. You can just tell me I'm right here. Yeah, sorry. Um, I just like to say that feeding in just partially to the one four five thing. Someone who helped me out a hell of a lot when I first joined the site, and I actually probably would have left after a few months if it wasn't for people like him hanging about in IRC, has uh, come back and started playing a bit, and you'll probably see him feature highly in the box trophy. It's a real pleasure to have a zero back on the site and playing. Yeah. Yeah. Brief. Yeah, so, he's another a very, very good quality uh, Blood Bowl player. And yeah. from my interactions, a top-class person as well. Yes, absolutely. So hats off to Azure as well. Well done. Well done, well done. It's good to see you around again. Um, anything you want to say before we finish this evening? I can feel my eyes are closing. Yeah, me too. Uh, two, I suppose two very, very quick things. Um the Euro Bowl, I hear rumours it might be cropping up on BB2, uh, but the actual Euro Bowl, of course, is going to be put off for at least a year that's that's floating around in the world Ooh. of football now i saw something about that but i don't i don't think it's going to be nav sanctioned is it it's a spiky rope it's actually been drawn already um i'm not sure it's nav sanctioned but they are having their own sort of little european tournament it was almost cancelled due to non-participation but a late flood has rescued it hmm. that's good that's good. Okay, that's good. Um, obviously, we don't have time to cover Dark Elf Stars this time, so that's, <laughs> that's something we'll have to come back round to. Uh, oh, dear. What has it been? About 13 months now since we've been trying to do Dark Elf Stars. 
And I just wanted to say a couple of things uh, to to our, our beloved Krista, who I'm sure will give us a listen at some point. Um, a couple of pick up on a couple of things he said, um, and just say congratulations to him. I know it's cheered him up and, and made him happy to see that in the last month or two, uh, Fumble has had two of its busiest five ever days. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see that the first time ever, if you look at the statistics on Fumble, the rise of league, um, the league games are outstripping both ranked and black box, both of which are hugely busy uh, since at the moment. And if you listen back to this in months time, this hopefully won't make sense. At the moment, we're still in the middle of the lockdown here in the UK, uh, but around the world, the lockdown is still on. And obviously, that's seen a huge surge in Fumble numbers in general, mostly returning players, uh, but also a lot of people coming in with their leagues finding a way to keep that going without being able to meet up. And yeah, League is dominant right now. So the rise of League. So I guess the other shout out is to everyone out there organizing a League on Fumble. Um, There are thousands of us across the world that benefit from you doing that. So keep doing what you do. Well, it's interesting. When you look at the statistics, you can see the spikes from when the NAF Live tournaments have been on. Yeah. Um, So if you you weren't aware, actually, um, on your coach page... This is for people that are listening. Um, if you hover over Fumble and you go to statistics, you've got a plethora of information there that you can delve into if you're so inclined into data and things like that. That's always worth a good look. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'd, I'd love to have someone pop into the, the podcast Discord channel and uh, and chat to us about what it's like coming either coming back to Fumble after a long time away, or what it's like coming to Fumble during the lockdown and and you know starting your league in a different way. Yeah. What's that experience been like? What's what's Fumble like for you? That would be an interesting new um, perspective. But Plethora has put me in mind of a, of a nice joke I heard the other day. Go on. Um, there's a man and a woman sat at a funeral. The woman is the, the dead person's wife. And towards the end of the funeral, the man turns to the woman and says, um, would it be all right if I stood up and, and said a word? She said, yes, that would be very, very appropriate. That's If you want to, that's fine. So the man stands up, clears his throat, draws everyone's attention and says, um, Plethora, and sits down again. And the woman turns to him and says, thanks, that, that means a lot. Is this where I put the canned laughter in? <laughs> <laughs> there we are. We'll Just see if anyone word. found that funny out there in the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave that silencing because it was funny. Okay, good. Um, right, well, I guess we'll end it there. I think we've, we'll have a little chat behind the scenes about what we want to do next, but we've got plenty to talk about. Dark Elf Stars, cool. Wall. Get over on, get over on Discord. Come and say hello. Um, but right now, I'm going to stop because I'm going to go to bed because I'm, I'm falling asleep while I'm talking. <laughs> anyway, so uh, thank you from all of us here, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Have a, have a good, safe time, and and obviously now wash your hands. <laughs> yes. Stay safe. Keep well. Stay alert. We're on stay alert. Our country need more alerts. as always thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, look out for the next one which should be on Dark Elf Stars keep safe everyone this podcast is sponsored by tritexgames.co.uk (laughs) 